You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome back to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. SummerSlam is this weekend. TakeOver 30 is this weekend. AEW Dynamite is this weekend on Saturday. Not happening this past Wednesday because of the NBA. But anyway, this is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano here, your host, and I'm joined by two good buddies of mine, my friends, Anthony and my buddy John, who is making a record-breaking appearance on this podcast, I think five or six times, whatever it is, probably the most, per, uh, the person who's been on this podcast the most. But anyway, guys, how you doing? Uh, you know, surviving. Good, you know, same. Aren't we all, Anthony? Your first time being on the podcast. Uh, been yep. wanting to get, yep. been wanting to get you on for a while now, and with SummerSlam and Takeover happening this weekend, I think it's the perfect time. Um. So we're going to kick things off here. I know we just said TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam's happening, but a lot has been happening just in the past couple of days, including today. We'll start things off with a little bit of AEW news because it was announced today that Daly's Place will start letting actual fans back into the arena at a 10 to 15% capacity. Um, it is no secret that the reason why there's no there's no actual fans anymore. We all know the reason. Um, but with Florida being such a hot spot for the coronavirus, it's a little shocking. But let's talk about this for a second. Um, I'll start with you, John. How do you feel about AEW starting to let fans back into the arena? I mean, it's... It's going to be weird allowing them back in, but I don't know if anybody else noticed, but last it was either last week or the week before, they did actually have limited crap. They did have limited people from, like, select few invited into the building, into the show. I know they had them far back, but as long as, as, long as they keep the rules the same, you know, uh, that they plan on having for, like, keeping masks and everything to keep it up, they should be, should be good. And very interesting to see how the fans react to all the new standards that AEW is putting out there in Daly's place. I think so. As long as they're wearing their masks and as long as they are keeping people apart, because there were there were a couple of Dynamite episodes in the past few weeks where I think it's a segment where where Cassidy uh, as the orange uh, the orange juice dumped on the inner circle. Like there was a woman who had her mask on, but it was on her chin. Um, so they need to be really strict with the rules and I know they're going to be having like hand sanitizers out there and everything. Uh, Anthony, what, what do you think about this with, with the fans uh, coming back in a limited capacity for AEW? You know, I, I figured it would happen eventually, you know, cause I, everything all around the country is slowly reopening and reopening. I'm not surprised that a place like Florida would allow it because you know, down there in Florida, there's been word that they don't really take the virus as seriously as we do up north. You know, not a lot of people wear masks, this and that. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that Florida would allow it. I think that if, if like, you know, like what John said, 
you know, if everybody, like what you guys said, if everybody follows the rules, wears their masks, keep, keeps people apart, it shouldn't be a problem, you know? But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens if, God forbid, if there's a second wave and then everybody has to, you know, go back to, you know, part one. And I, I mean, I think it'll be good, you know, as long as everybody does what, they, what they're supposed to do. I mean, but I actually heard that, I don't know if you guys heard this, that Chris Jericho uh, recently had a. Um, he's getting yeah. some heat because he, he held a concert when nobody wore masks and it was like a lot this, of people. Yeah, this was about. about a, yeah, this is about a week or so ago. Um, I haven't got a chance to talk about it, but yeah, Jericho's band Fozzy was at a. Um, they were at some kind of motorcycle rally in one of the Sturgis. The, Sturgis. It was Sturgis. North of South Dakota. I don't know which. Yeah, one of them. One of yeah, just why are there two Dakotas? Just ha- just make it one big, big <laughs> fucking Dakota at this point. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Trapped and Smash Mouth were there, and if you've heard the bullshit with with Trapped, then you know they're very much like on that anti mask bullshit. But anyway, the the thing is, Jericho was saying how they they were playing the show. The the he thought that it wasn't going to be happening, but the festival was still happening. You know, they said the Fozzie members, all of them were tested and they tested negative and they stayed oh. in the bus. They had no contact with anybody from the outside. They traveled from the bus to the venue to the stage and back and they handed out masks and they handed out well and they they made sure well they tried to have social distance rules in effect, but nobody wore a mask. Nobody uh, was following social distancing at all. And I believe right. whatever Dakota that that festival happening is now on the the restricted list for the tri-state area where you have to quarantine. Um, uh. My personal opinion on that, uh, it's not really smart. Um, I mean, I... I I'm sure Jericho and all the guys in Fozzie and and the people at the venue were trying to do their best. They were following rules and they were doing their best. But at the same time, it's you can follow the rules and you can try and make sure everybody does it, does their part, and try and be safe. That doesn't mean the people in the crowd are going to do it. So I don't think it was very smart that Jericho's band still played, and I don't think it's smart at all that this this uh, this event happened in the first place. Yeah. Right, even even with Jericho doing doing the shows every Wednesday, him doing the sh- him doing his concert shows and then doing AEW, now you're putting everybody at AEW at risk too. If by chance, by some bad luck chance, Jericho that, that, somehow could get it. That's very true. And the fact that Jericho is in Florida, he lives in Florida, and Florida's a hotspot. He's right. They, it's it's more likely that he could, and even if he does test negative and everything, and he probably has access to same day testing so even still even he gets a result back and doesn't take a test before he's at the venue it's possible he could contract to be asymptomatic and then it's it spreads it's you can be as careful as possible but there's a lot of uh unknown stuff when it comes to all this and and people don't want to follow the rules but um i guess the main thing is is that we we all hope that AEW is very, very strict with this. And I saw the seating chart. You can look on their Twitter. You see the seating chart of how far away the fans are from the ring. They're not even anywhere close to the ring. Nowhere near right, cl- they- close to the talent who are who are supposed to be around the ring as, you know, the planted crowd. There's they're nowhere near that. Right. They have I believe I saw it too. They had that entire like first 
first level blocked off and all the fans start at yes. like the sec the, the mezzanine level has so it would be the second row of actual group seatings so like are they all like spread out like each seat uh is that how yeah it's done, or? they i believe they are spread out they've said that you know they said um you know people who are they're spreading people out but people who are in their own group like let's say it's like a group of four people they're fine with that group of four people sitting next to each other it's just if yeah. they're not, if they can't be near a group of people who they don't know that's the big thing it's like oh there's, there's four of you okay you you four are fine because you're here together but you can like but they can't be next to other strangers obviously they're i think they're going to be doing temperature checks as well uh they're going to they've said they're being very strict if they see someone without a mask they're not going to allow them in they're not doing paper tickets it's paperless it's all mobile no box office you got to get the tickets from ticketmaster or or awtix.com like they're they're trying to do everything they can so to try and prevent it um it, it's just a thing that you know this virus is kind of here and it's kind of part of our lives now until we do kind of have a right. vaccine. But also, yeah, right. I, I get your guys' thoughts on this. I've seen people try and throw a lot of shit at AEW for doing this in the first place. And you can have, that's my phone, and you can have an argument for, you know, it's not really safe. And, and no, necessarily, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't be going. Do I think it's a great idea? No, not necessarily. But it, they're going to do what they want. Also, a lot oh, yeah. of people just like, if this was WWE, they'd be bastardizing them. They'd be doing this and doing that. Here's the big difference between AEW and WWE as far as that goes. WWE has been around since the 80s, since the 70s. And they are still making a shit ton of money from these contracts they have with USA and Fox. Even with right. n- even with no crowds in yeah. attendance, they are right. still was, making was, money. You were thinking that? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, say, say, what, what if Vince McMahon had come out and said this first that WWE was coming out with the ten to twenty percent capacity and the whole social distancing guidelines and the mask? We'd be yeah. we'd be all up. We'd be all on Vince McMahon's ass. Like, oh, this yeah. is a terrible yeah. idea. Yada yada yada. But Tony exactly. Khan comes out and says AEW does it, and we're like. Oh, okay, okay. At least they're doing <laughs> something to bring people back. Yeah, yeah but it's like I, a double also, standard. It's like okay, we're, if if Vince McMahon does it, we're gonna we're gonna come at the, the big machine, but, but because AEW's doing it, it's like oh well, who knows how much longer they could last? I mean, it's all it's good stuff. They exactly, could last a while, but yeah, exactly, right they they really need to. They're still a new business, and the pandemic really hurt AEW. Yeah. I I am confident that if the pandemic wasn't going on, the arenas they were they were getting. Uh, you know, getting they were getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I think the biggest one outside of a pay per view uh, was probably the Newark show that they were going to have back in March. Blood and guts. Yep, yeah, March twenty fifth. Yeah. Blood and guts. That, that was like the elite. What could yeah, have been? I, I can't remember seeing um, another wrestling company in the United States besides WWE that was getting those big arenas since WCW. You never really saw TNA drawing houses like that. You know. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think like AEW was going further and further, getting more successful as part of people in the crowds being along for the ride. But yeah. I think the pandemic really halted that. And I, 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 I'm certain that if the pandemic didn't happen, you know, there would obviously be there'd be more interest. And I think house shows would be happening. Um, 
how how you can tell is just they still get a strong number of ratings. Like I think a few the the episode where Jericho and Cassidy had the the debate with Bischoff uh, as the you know the ring the ringmaster or whatever you want just kind of leading the whole thing that drew like over nine hundred thousand uh, views and they had the eighteen forty nine demographic yeah I, yeah I heard that every every time Jericho does segment. On a ridiculous views, you know. I mean, Jericho is. You know that when because Jer- especially now since he has creative control in AEW, you know that when Jericho uh, is, is going to have a segment, you know to turn to channel thirty-seven and watch it because you know it's going to be gold. You know, Drew. But it's not even just Jericho; it's the overall episode of the show. Like they were able to have over nine hundred thousand people watching Dynamite. So. And that's an argument a lot of people like to make. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's the pandemic. Like, a lot of people don't want to watch it. And that, to me, I've always said that I think AEW is the best alternative for pro wrestling. And it can be something really big. The The pandemic just really halted this. And, again, I think they probably kind of need to get fans in there because they need to try and make some extra money. I mean, Meltzer reported right. earlier this year that they did make a small profit. But not a big one. Um, yeah. So I, regardless, as lo- as long as they're they're being they're being strict, as long as they are keeping people safe, that that's what's most important. Because people are still going to restaurants down in Florida. You know, Disney World is still open. They they shorten their hours. Yeah. They're, they're still open. Right. Things are still going I mean, on there. Well, one of the reasons why I said I wasn't surprised that they're doing it in Florida is because like yeah, like you said, like. Like today, um, one of my coworkers just got back from Florida. He told me that you know he was in the Walmart, and you know, no, not one person in the whole Walmart was wearing a mask. And you, Walmart, you that's, it. that's insane. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. It's like because they, they they have completely different brains down there. I, I don't fucking understand. It's like another thing you you hear every now and then on the news: a crazy Florida man uh, rapes an alligator. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like they're all. <laughs> They're all fucking crazy down there. You you, you hear you know, stories I'm, about you know. You know I'm re- I'm really glad that I, I I it was kind of unspoken, but I kind of changed. I used to have a a, a one f bomb per person per episode rule, and I'm glad I, I just changed blew that, that out the water because because <laughs> Anthony just said fuck like three times. Yeah, yeah that that was that was <laughs> a rule. You just I, dropped it. Well, I've I've been dropping it in recent episodes. Um, but I, because I figured, you know, I don't have a big name on this podcast as of yet, so no one's going to really demonetize me. So why not? So I'm glad I changed that, (laughs) but, but that, but that's a good point. Um, and I I thought Walmart, uh, changed that shit. Like they mandated like for everybody to wear a mask, but again, it's Florida. It's it's a different world. Um, yeah. Also one thing, the the one good thing about AEW allowing fans into the stands is they have that that set residency at Daly's place because it's owned by the con family. So they have that, that strict residency. Exactly. Oh. As I just, as I just finished the rest of my broken skull. IPA. Um, there you go. Exactly. Like they have that. And it's a, it's a good thing too, because I, I don't know if they had like a performance center S type esque type of thing. Would they be able to do it? Eh, they probably would. I mean, WWE did that for like the Super Bowl uh, a couple years ago. But anyway, I think the right. overall consensus is that as long as AEW is strict, as long as people are enforcing the rules, as long as fans are uh, following the Being rules, respectful, 
being respectful. I think it will be okay. Personally, do I think it's a good idea? Personally, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I understand from a business standpoint that that they're trying to do this because you know I feel like they do need to make some kind of money. I feel like they are losing some money, so they need to try and make some back. But anyway, I think we can all agree upon that. Uh, the next big thing of news that happened this week in the world of WWE, it has been reported from numerous sources, all the way from from Russell Votes to Sean Ross Sapp to D- to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer. Uh, and John, you actually broke this story to me. Uh, to I don't know if it was in that group chat or if it was just to me. But I but anyway, it was. but anyway, Renee Young is going to be leaving the WWE. Eight years in the company, and she is leaving. Um, I think it is a very, very. Uh, I think it's a it's a tremendous loss for WWE, whether they realize it or not. And I kind of have a feeling they don't, because a big reason as to why she's leaving. Um, a while ago, Renee Young had got had uh, contracted COVID nineteen, and apparently, the company never reached out to her to see how she was doing. No one from the comp, like nobody, excuse me, from like the higher ups, reached <laughs> reached out to her. That's so fucked up. That's so it is. Up. Excuse me. It's okay. Yeah. You, it's it's okay. Like the the right. The, that, my, was, that was that was my my was one, one f main... my one f bomb rule is gone. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So, <laughs> so so no. Yeah. It is fucked up. I mean, you'd think you you put yeah. your time into this place. Uh, you'd be able to get a a text or a call from like you know Triple H or Vince or somebody. Or you know, or right. Mark Carano, somebody higher up, being like, "Hey, Renee, I hope you're doing well. How is everything? How's how's the, how's the family? Just just something like that." While many wrestlers uh, and colleagues reached out, I know Seth Rollins did an interview recently where it, uh, he said, "Like you know, I reached out to, I reached out to him to see how to see how his wife was doing because I know she contracted COVID and I know he's he's doing okay. They're doing okay, and thank God she's all right." Um, and many other people have reached out privately to her, but it's funny that WWE, no one from uh, reportedly WWE, no one from WWE did. Apparently, she gave her notice last week, and she'll be finishing up the events on uh, for this weekend SummerSlam uh, events. Um, Anthony, how, how do you feel about uh, Renee leaving WWE? Um, yeah, it, it is a big loss for WWE. I mean, Renee's been there eight, eight, nine years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, she's like, she's a big. She's basically everybody knows her. She's 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 gotten famous. There. She's a she's a star. There. You know, she's like their their top interviewer. She's you know, it is a big loss. And I, I mean, not, well, I think that like I said it earlier, I think it's fucked up that they didn't reach out to her. I I mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't personally know Vince McMahon or Triple H, but I've heard stories that they can be. Sort of spiteful. If it has something to do with John Moxley, I think I think that's kind of. I don't pitiful. know. I don't know about that. You know? I don't. I don't know if they're necessarily spiteful to her towards John Moxley because they were still giving her, you know, different roles and different jobs to do. You know, they trusted her with the WWE yeah. backstage thing. Um, she was still treated as an important part of WWE. So I, I don't think Moxley going over to, to AEW has anything necessarily to do with it. Um, but but cool. is- I, yeah, the reason I said that because I, I can't think of any other reason as to why they would treat her like that. Like she has fucking COVID, she she might die, and 
nobody even reaches out. I, 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 I think I it's probably just negligence. I think it's probably what? just neg maybe just negligence on their part, you know, nobody kind of reaching out. I mean, we, we've all we've heard a bunch <laughs> of stories from in WWE from Vince McMahon, both negative and positive, a lot of negative. Yeah. Um, but True. I don't know. It it could have been made. Also, I think another reason is probably she probably has a big offer from somewhere else. Let's right, I, Did you hear that or, or like you just like you just think that that's what's being speculated. I mean, Brian Alvarez is, has speculated that he probably thinks she has an offer from somewhere, a big offer from somewhere else, and not even necessarily a- wrestling. AEW or oh, that's wrestling? That, that's the first thing that everybody thinks. You know, Renee Young, AEW confirmed because John Moxley is her husband. He's the AEW World Champion. Yeah, right. Is it possible we'll see her there? Yeah, I think we could someday. I don't think it's going to happen very soon, but she could go anywhere. She could go to Sports Center. You know, she oh, could yeah. be on, like, you know, on the news. I, I saw something on Twitter today saying, replace Ellen with Renee Young. Will that happen? I don't know. I would love <laughs> it. I'd, I'd watch it. I Honestly, I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. She can go other – she can definitely go other places and, and, and make it, you know. She, she had I mean, before she, signed with w, before she signed with WWE, she was a news anchor in Canada, wasn't she? She was on some sort of news channel in Canada. Yeah, it's – it is going to be strange to see her WWE without her. She's been there for eight, nine years. Um, like I said earlier, it's fucked up that, that they didn't, nobody, nobody, absolutely nobody reached out. I, I can't think of a reason why. Um, well, I, <clears throat> go know, ahead. I, I mean, I, I don't think that, that, like she, that she's leaving. I, I think she's leaving. Maybe she's pissed at them for not, for just being so for the for the negligence and not reaching out, or maybe she got it. She could have got an offer somewhere else. Because, I, like, I I think it's more or less that she got an offer somewhere else. I think it's probably. I, I would speculate she has an offer somewhere else. You know, whether it would be like a sports center or you know a, a new show or for her to replace Ellen. Um, but it, it, it's a tremendous loss. But um, yeah. John, where where would you see? Uh, Renee going if she was to go anywhere anytime soon do you kind of see her leaving wrestling for a bit do you kind of see her jumping into another company I kind of do see her leaving wrestling I mean yeah she's she's been with WWE for the past eight years one of the best backstage interviewers WWE has seen in a while she was the first female to be on the commentary team for Monday Night Raw which was historical for her and that was the fact that after her husband John Moxley had left the company too but I can honestly see her if I can honestly see her going to Sports Center, working for ESPN, doing all sorts of different sports and everything. Like they're putting, bringing, kind of trying to maybe bring wrestling onto that main scene of Sports Center, where it gets more viewership on Sports Center because now you have somebody who's been in the wrestling business as an interviewer, now doing all all the sports on ESPN. But like like we all speculate, the most con- the most predictable thing is she's going to sign with AEW. That way, she's with her husband and everything more. That's true, and that is the thing. A lot of people are gonna they're gonna try and think like, "Oh, she's gonna go to AEW like right away." I, I I'm kind of on the same boat with you that I don't think she'll go right away. I think she'll go eventually, but not right away. I, I think she she's got a lot going on for her. She's she just apparently wrote a comic book. She's in the middle of writing a cookbook. Um, I, I could see her doing her own YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, the possibilities are endless for Renee Young and. I think she really, really just brought the best out of so many different characters on Raw and SmackDown and NWB. Just she, she was just, just a tremendous. She, anything she did, she gave it a hundred ten percent. Granted, she you know, even, I, 
Go ahead. Even Paul Heyman came out and said on Insta on an Instagram post or a Twitter post that the, the time he spent with Renee Young in the backstage, he's he's had more. It, it's been his pleasure to work with her and stuff like that because she he brought out the best in him. She or he brought out the best in her. She brought out the best in him. Just the way she asked the questions and the way she even played into a character and like showed emotion and stuff doing the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, and she was absolutely tremendous. And I I think it's going to be a big loss for WWE, whether they know it or not. Um, I, I think it is wrong that, you know, if that is true, that supposedly no one no one reached out to her, and that, that, that apparently is a straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but apparently she'll be finishing out her, her time in uh, WWE this coming weekend for SummerSlam, and who knows what the world has to offer for Renee Young in her time. But thank you to Renee and all of the hard work she has done. <coughs> and uh, But the one thing they never should have done is made her full-time on commentary because they just kind of made her say stupid things here and there. And not and make her look yep. kind of like kind of dumb. Like why? Just 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 let her be. Let her be. She was good the first time yeah. they did it. I don't know. Yeah. But and imagine I, if imagine imagine if that whole she takes over the Ellen show. Imagine the career jump she just took going from a commentator backstage interview for WWE to now being in a primetime slot for TV during someone else or taking over someone else's midday show. I don't know. I honestly don't know if that will actually happen. It would be amazing <laughs> right, for her. It would be amazing. But that's, a, that's a career jump for her, going from WWE backstage interview commentator to now being the brand new host of the Ellen Show. But she does have experience in that type of thing of like you know just having sit down interviews and just relaxing. Because if you guys remember, I remember there was uh, she had her own WWE Network show where she just interviewed different wrestlers. She I did can't, unfiltered. I can't, I enjoyed that's watching it. that show too. That's it, unfiltered. I wanted to say that, but I wasn't sure if that was the right name of the show. It was unfiltered. I've seen a couple of them. The very last episode was John Cena, who she pushed for the entire season. For yes. The entire time of the show, she tried to get John Cena, and John Cena was C- the last show. Cena was he, uh, hilarious in that. Yeah. Oh, he was great. She what were you going to say, part, Anthony? Wasn't she part of um? Uh, what was that show after SmackDown? Did, did Talking Smack. Talking Smack. Smack. Talking Smack. Oh my God. Yeah. That, was that great is rumored too. to be back on the board to be brought back by WWE. They're thinking about exploring bringing, bringing back Talking Smack. I if mean, they are, the, they better. The, that was a, a, a great fresh... I don't understand that. It was a great, fresh new idea. It was, it was very entertaining. I, I remember the, 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 I remember the, one of the most entertaining things I've seen in the past five years in wrestling was... What was, was, was on Talking Smack when, you know, you had AJ Styles, you know, and, the, and, and then you had... um. When Daniel Bryan was still retired in the Miz, when they really got into it, I mean that had oh. it blowing up. That and, was you know, the thing that made Talking Smack Talking Smack because yeah, and, and yes. Ren- Renee, like another one, she like really helped with with, with that segment, like with her emotion and, and everything. And and I, I don't understand why why would they just cut it off like that? It's like it, I it, think it's almost as if it's almost as if if if, if WWE. He overhears the fans saying that they like something. WWE goes, "Oh, okay, pull the plug." It's like, well, here, here's the here's what happened with it. Apparently, the story is is that people loved it so much because everybody could kind of be unscripted. They can kind of say what they want and they can do that's what they why want. It was so entertaining. I didn't know that it was unscripted. Apparently, oh yeah. Apparently, what? apparently, the talent had more liberties to kind of say what they want, and they were given more. May I don't know if they were given bullet points, or they're just kind of being like, just, just, just go out there, but. 
Well, apparently, goddamn, I, I used to watch that show, and I, I would look at it, I, and I, I would look at that show, and then I would look at the promos on SmackDown, and I would say to myself every night, goddamn, why, why are the promos on Talking Smack so fucking good? And then you go to SmackDown, and it's like the complete opposite. It's almost like they're different people talking. Yeah, you know? and that's now apparently the sense. apparently the thing is that Vince caught word of that, and he's like, what? And he pulled the plug because he doesn't like it that it was unscripted. So that's why a oh. big reason why Talking Smack was pulled. But So he doesn't like entertainment is basically what, what you're saying because that's what it sounds like. I guess so. I guess so. It doesn't fit his formula or his format. But anyway, uh, last touch on Renee Young. We hope she has uh, the sky is the limit for her. She can do whatever she wants, and she will thrive in it. So Renee Young, no matter what she does, I will definitely keep up with her, what she's doing. And I'm very happy for her and hope she has just the best career career she could possibly have wherever she decides to go. Uh, Moving on to... Another big thing that has happened in wrestling, um, it's more of a controversial topic. I didn't necessarily want to talk about it, but it is kind of going on at the moment. So, Velveteen Dream recently came back to WWE. Now, for those of you who are unaware, Velveteen Dream had a lot of controversy earlier this year. He was accused of trying to meet up with young teenage boys or different teenagers. I'm not exactly sure if it was boys and girls, just boys in general. Um, And a nude photo of his was shared to one of the kids via Instagram. Now, Velveteen Dream had claimed that he was hacked on Twitter and said that he was working with the working alongside, I think, the investigator to try and look into the incident. Velveteen Dream was off TV for a while. Then he got into legitimately got into a car crash and was healing up from that debacle. Um but about a week or so ago, he returned to NXT as the mystery opponent in the triple threat match between himself Kushida and Cameron Grimes for one of the spots in this Saturday's uh, ladder match for the North America, the vacant North American title. I got on Twitter this morning and the tr- the hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream was spreading like wildfire. Now, I, I want to get you guys' thoughts about this. Which one of you? actually didn't know about this stuff until tonight i can't recall I didn't. who i actually i read up on it earlier today because i saw i saw everything too about cancel velveteen dream and i was like what what is going on why are we canceling velveteen dream why are we firing velveteen dream i thought he was just out with the injury because mm-hmm. i didn't know about the car i forgot about the car crash too and then reading up on it i heard three it was three different people ages 14 to 16 that he was sending pictures to and asking for pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, and I so, saw the the photo okay. that got leaked. I was like, "Wow, this this guy." And then I also heard that since Wikipedia's page is obviously hackable, people have gone on there and called him Mr. Pedo R. Kelly Jr. <laughs> I saw that too. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that that's um, a part of. I'm very torn with this. One because I do like Velveteen Dream as a wrestler, and it's it's just very shitty that that he's involved in something like this. And another is like, 
a part of you has to think if he is such a huge public figure, you have to wonder it's either one, he's that stupid and has to know this is going to bite him in the ass at some point, or two, I mean, he really is just fucked up. Right. He, again, Dream claimed on Twitter that he was hacked on his social media account and that the picture of was his, but he was hacked and it was sent without his permission. Triple H had made a statement saying that they that he was recovering from a car crash. He's healed up. He was cleared to wrestle. We looked into the incident and we didn't find anything. Could that just be PR bullshit? Could that be that le- that they legitimately didn't find anything? However, the victims apparently were not contacted about this supposed investigation. I've looked at some of the screenshots and I've read some of the messages. A part of me is just like, he can't be, no one can be like that stupid that you're, you're on television every week. You're a relatively famous person. Why would you just kind of go out there and do something like this? And then a part of it was Dream was also what, like the fourth North American championship that they had when they debuted the title. He was the fourth person to hold the belt. The rivalry he's had in NXT. I mean, yeah, and, and he is he's very well known in the wrestling community. And it's just like I don't know, a part of me is just like I just feel like it could be fake. It could be it, it could not be. Anthony, what do you think about this? Yeah, I I I I agree. Like it's either like you said either he's just really stupid or he just really doesn't doesn't give a fuck doesn't care about his career or his livelihood because he's a he's a huge public figure and for him to just send a, a picture a, a nude picture of himself to some stranger kid on Instagram without the concern of of that of of this kid possibly just doing this to get him in trouble you know there could be a thousand scenarios maybe he's a crazy fan who hates Valentin Dream wants to get him in trouble you know like people are crazy like that I don't see I don't see him being that stupid to put his entire career and livelihood in jeopardy like that you know um, that I think it's fake you know people get hacked all, all the time you know I think I, I, yeah I don't see him he hasn't even reached his peak yet, you know. He he's still an up and coming star. I I just think he was hacked, you know. It, it very well could be, regardless of the <clears throat> fact that he, whether or not this was true, whether or not that it's legitimate that he was hacked. I think it was very stupid on WWE's part to bring him back to TV. He should have been off TV for a very long time because this was this happened earlier in the year. It kind of got a less, you know, it kind of got talked about less and less. But then the speaking out movement happened with all these wrestlers who were who were accused of different, uh, you know, sexual assault allegations, sexual right, sexual right. misconduct allegations, allegations. All these wrestlers from all these different companies and all these different promotions and independent wrestlers alike. And Velveteen Dream's name was brought back up because it just happened so recently. So, for my money, Velveteen Dream should have been back at all for a very long time, at the very least. Because right, this because was... you look, you look at Velveteen Dream's situation. 
he's being called a pedophile for all this, and he's been brought back to WWE and is now back on TV. You look a few years ago, what happened to Enzo Amore? He got accused of a sexual assault, took it to court, won his case, found out the, the girl actually then came out and said, oh yeah, I made the whole story up. And Enzo lost his job at WWE as the current WWE Cruiserweight Championship at, Cruiserweight Champion at the time. Exactly. Enzo got fired and he did nothing wrong. Velveteen Dream yeah. could Velveteen Dream easily like like it could be true that he that this that it was him. And and he's still, you know, and he's back on TV right away. Well, to be fair, I mean, I I wouldn't compare someone like Velveteen Dream to Enzo. I mean, Velveteen Dream they, they could Enzo I I don't know about you guys. I was never a big fan of Enzo. You know, he he had his little gimmick for a while with Big Cast, but like after Big Cast was gone, it, it was just sort of like Enzo. Who 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 is Enzo Mori? What, what what abilities does he have? What is he a good wrestler? Is well, he, what so you know? I never really liked Enzo, well, and I think he he would have been fired eventually. You know, you know. I mean, taking Dream is is a future a, a a candidate for a future world champion. If you ask me. Yeah, and that's Enzo's very true. Not, but but taking Enzo's not even a candidate for a future Intercontinental champion. But it's not even necessarily the wrestling ability between Velveteen Dream and Enzo Amore. Obviously, Enzo was not a great worker. He was a great character and excellent on the mic. And Velveteen Dream it surpasses him in every which way as far as a wrestler right. goes. But we're mainly talking about is the allegations made toward both of them. Enzo's allegations were made. He was fired right away. Velveteen Dream's allegations were made. He's taken off TV. Actually, these allegations were made, and he was still in the middle of a feud with Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. So yeah. the time he took yeah. off really was for the car crash that he was in. So he must have been pretty banged up from this car crash. And then Triple H right, figured... Go ahead, John. Right, and Triple H even came out and said that WWE did their own investigation and found nothing. Okay, you did an investigation on Velveteen Dream. There was an investigation on Enzo's case, and it was proven that she made it up. But yet, you still you still made Enzo, you still fired Enzo, and you're bringing back Velveteen Dream. Again, I'm not it condoning is, what it, either. I'm not condoning mm -hmm. what either of them did. They're both equally as bad. But the fact that the person came out against Enzo's case and said, "I made the whole thing up," and now Velveteen Dream saying he's hacked, like said he could be. Either way, they're both bad situations. But it's the way you handled them between the two people. You fired one right away as soon as the allegations came out as a current champion. The other one you just took off TV for a while. Yeah, That's but the, you you go gotta ahead. remember, um, who their their boss is, Vince McMahon. What right? So what is the one thing that matters most to Vinnie Mac? The money. Velveteen Dream. I I, I agree. It's all about the money. Not have been on TV. You know That's what I mean? good shit. <laughs> You know, I agree he shouldn't have been on TV. Yeah, he shouldn't have because, you know, not, not he has a problem with Twitter. But, like, at the same time, like you said, Velveteen Dream uh, obviously was more of an asset in the eyes of Vince McMahon at the time. Uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously, Vince McMahon never, never thought too highly of the Cruiserweight Championship to begin with. I'm not even sure if it's around anymore. I haven't even heard anything about it. It's on NXT. Um, it's what? It's been on NXT since they moved to oh. USA. Yeah, they rebranded okay. it, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Okay, and then you have Velveteen Dream, who was, you know, in a feud with the with uh, with the main guy on on NXT. You know, oh, if, uh, you know, he, oh, he has to come back soon. If he's Velveteen Dream, he draws more money. Who, you know, 
you know how Vince thinks. He all he cares, he don't care, bro. All he cares about what's more what's important to him is the money. That's why yeah. I'm saying that I I think he would have fired Enzo eventually anyway. You know, it, it, honestly, just, no, that's that's true yeah. because en Enzo we we read a lot about the backstage reports how like Enzo was very full of himself. He was oh, very yeah. he was very much right. getting into the whole thing like I'm a WWE super superstar. I'm making all this money. There's a story yeah. about when they were on the European tour and he was like being a complete asshole and Roman it, and Roman Reigns kicked him off the bus. He said, "Listen, man, you get act this way, get off." Roman right. stepped you, up you, for you all the people who wouldn't say anything. Yeah, you can tell he's just some little douchebag from Hackensack who just thinks he's all that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. That, that's where he's from. He's and, from Hackensack, and, right? Enzo, if you're listening, these, right, are if, these are Anthony's words, not mine. Yeah, Enzo. But also, like you said, Anthony, <laughs> if Vince McMahon only cared – if Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's all about the money. You, yeah. look at, you look at Enzo's time in WWE, he had more merchandise and more merch sale than anybody else in WWE history. Not I history. Looked, I've, I've, at, at the time, okay, I'm not, sure. Not history, but yeah, at, at, the, at time, the time, he had he more product. He had more cat? product out. He had more product out than any current wrestler on the roster. When he was I think, a big cast, right? Well, yeah, yeah but, but even still, so, and like, I thought, but I don't actually, I don't understand that with WWE. Then why would they pull the plug on on big cast and Enzo like that? If, if they be were because so much the money, the main thing about that was is that Cass they wanted Cass to be the singles guy. They wanted Cass to be the guy from that group to have a big singles push, and they kind of wanted you know just you know. <laughs> did it happen? No, it didn't happen. And honestly, this whole thing is a podcast for another day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it here by saying Velveteen Dream really should not be on television right now. And yeah. and for all Great. the people and for all the people who are going on Twitter saying hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream. Whether there is this is right or wrong, and it very well could be, the only way this is gonna happen, if you want justice to happen, you gotta go to the pol you gotta go to the police, file a report. If you don't believe Triple H saying that WWE put in their own investigation, nothing happened. You going on Twitter saying hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream is just as much as Triple H saying that WWE put in an investigation. That is that's pretty much the same thing because nothing is gonna come of it from a hashtag. You can get you yeah. can op you can open people's eyes and you can have people realize if you want this to happen, okay, but you gotta go to the police. The victims have to go to the police and make this happen. If this is very well true. And if Velveteen Dream did this, he absolutely should be fired. And it's and oh, it's yeah. it's a <laughs> shame on it's it's shame on WWE, especially with all the child sex trafficking news that have been coming out in the past recent year, year and a half. Yep. So it's a it's a stupid move by WWE to put Velveteen Dream back on television and putting him in a prominent spot on this pay per view this Saturday for a title too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, Any, that, that's, that's pretty bad. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the whole Velveteen Dream controversy, let's kind of talk about the one of two shows that's going to be happening this weekend, as far as the WWE side goes. NXT Takeover. 30 or triple X XXX um, kind of preview a little bit um, overall this seems like a really really fun card really great card and I really enjoy NXT takeover in your house when it happened earlier this year I think the one thing that's been really great well not great but the one thing that's still been able to have been really great about the pandemic is that AEW pay-per-views still feel important and NXT takeovers still feel important Right. I guess kind of going into the sh uh, going into the show before we get into the predictions right away. Um, 
Is there a particular match between either one of you guys that you're looking forward to most on this card? John, I'll start with you. Stone Cold and Pat McAfee. <laughs> that, that's mine, too. Stone Cold and yeah. Pat yeah. McAfee. Yeah. This has been going on for months. <laughs> For yes. months, they've been going at each other. Pat McAfee's been saying for years that Adam Cole is too small, <laughs> too small this. He's not the big guy. Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion, and now he's going up against a punter. They had that uh, interview a few weeks ago where Adam Cole was shoving the producers and stuff and shoving Pat, Mc, Pat McAfee on his own, on his own <laughs> podcast. On and his you, own podcast. You, you and I were messaging a while ago when it happened, like, are they really going to do McAfee versus Adam Cole? As, as soon as that, I sent it to both of you, and I was like, this has got to be a work. This is going to be leading to a match at some point. This has to be. I mean, for it me, has to be. For me, I'm like, I kind of thought it was bullshit. I'm just like, man, I, I, got, I, I can fully admit I got worked. I'm like, but after what happened when, like, the tag title match between Era and Imperium was going on, it's, it's that in the middle of the match, and afterwards, the end of that NXT, that's what sold oh me on this gosh. match. That's what sold me. That... I know I've seen Pat McAfee punt. Dude's got a leg, but the fact <laughs> where he kicked Adam Cole square in his chest and the way Adam Cole just dropped to the mat, falling off the announcer's table, it got yeah. me worked up. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. Pat McAfee somehow does that in a match. That's going to that's gonna do something. Anthony, I, I assume that you're this is the one you're looking forward to the most, McAfee versus Cole? Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of another match to, you know, to, yeah, man. I mean, that match looked... That th- this whole story, first of all, like a tremendous job between both of them, Pat McAfee and um, Adam God, Cole. Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Adam Cole. Adam the Cole. actual Adam wrestler Cole. in this match. Yeah. The only I'm relevant sorry. guy. I'm sorry. I mean, no, but tremendous job from both of them. I mean, because like, because I, I, I got worked. I think everybody got worked. You know, I, I love this feud because for the first time in in years, people thought it was fucking real people people were, were like like especially when, when they had the first argument and on, on his podcast when he pushed his friend i mean the, the acting between the two it it, it was it, I, I thought it was great it was fuck you my, pat yeah i mean it looked real it was it had that grit that gritty real like you don't know what's gonna happen feeling you know i i, I thought it, i thought they really i it looked like it looked real you know, and and I love it when I get worked. You know, th- this is my favorite storyline since since the Shield, maybe. You know, okay. But, yeah, I'm totally looking for. You know, I I don't expect the greatest match. I know Pat McAfee ain't a wrestler, but it's just the the storyline behind it. It was gr- tremendous, done tremendously. You know, I think it was it's... a great job, especially oh, yeah. for someone like Pat McAfee, who's you know not a, not a wrestler. He's very well, much interested in wrestling. I know he's had a ver- interest for a long time. Um, I think it's smart as far as a PR thing for WWE to kind of get a guy like McAfee. I know he's got a big following, so a lot of fans will watch. I know a buddy of mine, uh, he is a big, I, I believe, my, my buddy uh, Stiggy, I, 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 think, I believe he's a big Colts fan. So he's, so he's got to be a big fan of McAfee. He asked me a while ago, like, what do you think about Cole facing McAfee? I said, I'll be honest, I wasn't crazy about this feud when it started. But that, again, that segment where they had that pull-apart brawl and McAfee punted Cole in the chest, like that's what sold me. And this, yes. past, this past Wednesday on NXT when McAfee cut, he cut a really great promo. And oh, that was a gold promo. When he came in and... Yeah, yeah, he know, did, man. 
Cole <laughs> was coming in. He's like, okay, now it's my turn to talk. And his cronies came in trying to attack him. Cole just made quick waste of them. And McAfee is stunned. Looks like he sees a ghost. Yeah. He's like, this Saturday I'm going to make you my bitch. I was on I like the segment, but I was really... I really wanted to see a really fiery, impassionate, like, babyface-esque promo from Adam Cole. But I think less is more in this situation. I think this, this segment was mainly to show McAfee's promo chops. And Hold on. Yeah. Wait, Adam Cole is the babyface? I mean, he he's for sure. The, I mean, when did he turn face? I think he. I, I don't. I don't think he necessarily turned full face in this feud. But oh, I would he's say, the wrestler in the feud, I guess. So he, yeah, he's, he's the wrestler. The Ma- yeah, and McAfee right. is McAfee. is the is a celebrity. But I think well, in know, the, that's something else that really amazed me about this feud was, you know how how many times has has all types of wrestling promotions try to combine sports with wrestling nine times out of 10, it fails. The only time I could think that, that it really worked was with Mike Tyson in, in Austin in WrestleMania 14, you know, the, the Mayweather big show was, ah, but this, you know, that's nothing. It's, it's hard for WWE no, yeah, a wrestling it promotion is. to make, to, to cross with sports and to make it work. And for them to do that now, especially in today's day and age, like whoever was behind this storyline, kudos to them. You know, I, I, I think it very, it very well could be Ma- a brainchild of McAfee and Adam Cole. You know, I mean, I'm sure in real life they're actually friends, and and this is probably Cole's way of helping him again. Like, all right, man, you want to be a wrestler? I'll I'll help you through this. And Triple H is probably all for it again because of the following mainstream following Mac- Pat McAfee has outside of NXT and the WWE. Um. I mean, again, top to bottom, this show is looking really, really great. So why don't we just get into the predictions right away? Uh, this Saturday, NXT TakeOver 30 uh, on the WWE Network, also going head-to-hand with uh, AEW Dynamite. But unfortunately, we won't be covering that. Just pulling out the match card here for the night. So we have a pre-show triple threat tag team match. It is Brizongo, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Legado del Fantasma of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Uh, John, I will start with you. Also, here's a big thing for this triple threat tag match. The winners of the match will face Imperium for the NXT tag team titles in a future uh, a future title shot. John, who do you think walks away as the winners and why? I mean, I've, I've been following that storyline for a bit. It's not as interesting as everything else, but I feel like Phantasmo and his people are going to take it. Okay. Do you have any reasons, or you just kind of like have a good feeling about it? I just have a good feeling about it. I mean, Brizongo and Fandango, Fandango's been out for the past couple months on and off with injuries, so I believe they're still trying to work out some kinks, but they look they look good. They could put up a good chance, maybe... Maybe go after them. Maybe go after the tag titles after this match. Who knows? Maybe. Anthony, what about you? Who do you think is going to walk away the winner? You know, I want them to win. I, I want Brizongo to win because they, you know, they've been in the company for a while, and they, I think they're very talented uh, performers. And I, I don't really don't think they've, you know, really left any much for people to remember them when they leave. I, I don't think they they've really done much in the company. That's why I think they should win. But knowing WWE, they're, you know, I, I don't think that that they're gonna have they're gonna book them to win, you know. So are you go it. are you going with Rizongo or or this is, wa- a, this is predictions? Do. This I, is not. I, I, I guess I am. I, I am. Okay. Like, I, okay. I, I'm rooting for them. I want them to win, but 
I, I don't. I, I think that the, one of the other two teams are just gonna put over it and you know ha- have the job. Okay, I'm locking your pick in as Brizongo because this is. It's not about who you want to win. It's who you think thinks gonna win. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I, you know, I'll just go with Brizongo because. Okay. It, it, maybe if I believe, then they'll win. You know? Okay. All right. So John is going for uh, f- uh, for uh, Wild and Mendoza. You're going for Brizongo. I am going for Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Um, I don't think the heel versus heel. Dy- I mean, the heel versus heel dynamic might work for Phantasma and uh, Imperium uh, because they are kind of on a roll right now. Um, Brizongo, they just had a tag title match with Imperium recently, so I don't think they're going to do that again. I feel mm. like Birch and Lorkin are a great tag team. As far as styles go, I think they'll work really well with Imperium. I'm not necessarily sure if they'll win the tag belts, but I feel like you could have the potential for a nice, long feud uh, for the tag titles, because I think the tag division is kind of, um, I don't want to say failing, but it is kind of Taking a back seat in NXT in the past couple of months. Coming up next, we have a singles match: Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Anthony, I'll start with you. Who do you think is going to walk away the winner, and why? Okay, first of all, I'll be honest. Um, Timothy Thatcher, who is that? Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, he is a he was a big name in the UK. Uh, wrestling scene. He is American, though. I mean, it's not the first time an American wrestler has made a big name, or an outside uh, of the UK wrestler has made a big splash in the UK. But he's been with NXT for a little while now. Uh, he was Matt Riddle's replacement. Uh, I'm sorry, Pete Dunne's replacement tag partner uh, for Matt Riddle when Pete Dunne has been stuck in the UK because of the coronavirus, and he was a. Uh, Interim tag team champion, I guess. They lost the tag titles to Imperium, and then Riddle and Thatcher had a feud. Thatcher actually beat Matt Riddle before Matt Riddle went to SmackDown. Um, in this we, uh, this past Wednesday's main event for uh, NXT, you had uh, Balor versus Dream, and everybody from the match in the latter match kept coming out, and then Thatcher, who beat, uh, uh, who was defeated by Balor in a triple threat match, uh, he no, he wasn't beating much Balor, but anyway, they had they were in the match, and and Thatcher pretty much cost Balor the chance to be in the ladder match this uh, this Saturday. Mm. All right, all right. So he's, he's a, a young kid from the UK. Uh, cost Balor a match, so they set each other up for a match. Um, you see, I, I what are they doing with Finn Balor? Like he's been on NXT. Well, Finn, for, Finn Balor, he's, he's been on NXT for almost a year, and I feel like he hasn't really done anything. He, you know, he, he just come out, he, he would talk and cut a promo. Um, like, well, where are they going with Finn Balor? I thought that the reason for him Balor was to, the to, thing to with be the old. I mean, I don't. The thing with what, Balor is that he's kind of it's kind of been the, the big reasoning for him kind of like being in a slump at NXT at the moment is because he was supposed to feud with Walter for the UK title. Uh, that's the big thing. He was supposed to go to NXT UK. There he's going to main event uh, the Dublin Takeover that was supposed to happen this year, but that got canceled because you know because of the coronavirus. So yeah. that I think they were kind of try and move him over there and make a big splash there. But they've kind of just been having him kind of put over certain guys and have just great matches with the younger talent. I think that's kind of Balor's role at the moment. So, so Balor's basically just—it sounds like he's just there. 
in NXT. He's not necessarily just there, but he's still working and he's still an important part and one of the top guys in the promotion. Yeah, I know he's just one of the top guys. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm a little disappointed in in his return to NXT because I, I I was expecting to get the old the old um, Prince Dave. What was Devitt? Devitt. What was Prince Devitt? I'm sorry. Yeah, Prince. I always fucking get the old Prince Devitt. The old, you know, when he first came to NXT and. You know, he was like the hottest thing in wrestling, and then you know, that's kind of like what what he even promises in his promos and, and shit. And then it was kind of a letdown. So so now he he you know he's um he it sounds to me like he's just like you said he's there to put guys over one of the top guys. He's wrestling some new young kid and in, in um from the UK. I'm sure they'll have a tremendous match. I don't know much about the kid, but you know that's why I guess I got to go with Balor. I mean, that took, I it took, that took I, I about like maybe five minutes to get a pick out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to talk about this, you know. About okay, no, no, stuff, no. I'm just, I'm, know, dude. I'm I, just, I'm busting your chops a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, it's I'm fine. Not, like, no, it's the fine. Only one, I'm not the only one that thinks this about about Balor, right? No, I mean, I think Balor could be established a little better. I think Balor could be right. used a little yeah, better. I but I think, a, I think a big, yeah. but I think the big issue is that that they had big plans for him, and it's just kind of like the, the just just it's just COVID got in the way of that. I think he could oh. be established a little better, obviously. But um, right. but but uh, uh, John, who, who do you think is going to win, Thatcher or Balor? Kind of like kind of like Anthony said, you don't know. Balor's just. There, I mean, he's jobbing sometimes, but I I saw Thatcher that cage match Thatcher had with uh, Matt Riddle, where Matt Riddle knocked out his front tooth. But I mean, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Thatcher. I think him getting a win over Balor in such an important match, kind of like that, possibly could help him put him into like maybe the end, the North American Championship picture soon after. Maybe it could put him into an NXT Championship match soon. I think Thatcher's good. I I like Thatcher a lot. I think he's he's really impressed me since he's come in. Um, but I am gonna go with Finn Balor. Uh, I think Balor kind of needs this a little more. Uh, you know, Thatcher is still kind of building a name for himself in NXT. You could argue Thatcher needs it more, but I think at the moment Balor kind of needs it more. Like it, Balor's does. Balor's in a similar situation yeah. where he was for NXT Takeover in your house, where his feud with Damian Priest kind of came out of nowhere. And I felt like Balor needed it then more, and I think he still needs it more now for the win. And that match between him and Damian Priest was absolutely amazing at that takeover. If you yes, guys have was. not seen it, definitely go I, watch. I, definitely how go old watch. Is Balor? Balor, Balor's just—he just turned thirty-nine. Oh, yeah, Balor's up there in age. Yeah, yeah so he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's young, but he's not that young anymore. Um, yeah. But speaking of his old nemesis, Damian Priest, let's go to that match. For the NXT, the vacant NXT North American Championship, we have Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano versus the controversial Velveteen Dream. John, who do you think is going to walk away with the new North American Champion and why? I mean, the most obvious ones people say is probably going to be the controversial Velveteen Dream or Johnny Gargano. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually going with Bronson Reed. I'm going Bronson Reed. The guy's put on great matches in the patch in the past. I mean, he's put on great matches against some great people in in NXT so far. I think I think the the mountaintop is high for him. I think the North American Championship is just a start for him. I think he gets it. He's he's the only babyface in this match too, by the way. Right. So I, I could see this as the opener, but I don't know. Um, 
Anthony, what about you? Who do you who thinks will walk away the winner of this match? I think either Johnny Gargano or, or Velveteen Dream. I know everybody's saying that, but I mean, I, the reason Velveteen I say Velveteen Dream. Dream is like, do you guys think that that they're actually? I don't think on. I don't think I don't think they're that stupid that they with all this well, controversy. Even if that was the plan, <laughs> I think their plan has been definitely been changed. Because like because why why would they just bring him back like 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 out of nowhere like a, like a week before the the show and they stick him in the in the match? I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like why? Just so he's there? Like you know? Just, you know? That's what kind of that's what makes me think that they might make that dumb decision. But maybe they're gonna change it now because what happened to Twitter, and maybe they're gonna go with Johnny Gargano, you know, instead of him. But do I have you in? Do I have you in for Gargano then? Yeah, I'm gonna go Gargano. Okay, I'm gonna go for Damian Priest. Um, I think this is a match where you need to try and establish somebody new or new-ish, like similar to John's pick with a Bronson Reed, uh, because. I don't see Johnny Gargano winning it because he's done it before. Uh, he doesn't necessarily need it. I definitely do not see Velveteen Dream happening because of all the controversy going on with him. Uh, that only leads Grimes, Reed, and Priest. Uh, Grimes could easily win it. Bronson Reed could easily win it if this is the opening match and they could do a babyface win. But I have a feeling it's going to be Damian Priest. I think Damian Priest has been on a real... He's been on fire lately, like... At first, I think his coming into the company was kind of slow, but he's really, really done a great job coming into his own. And I think he's been fantastic. So I'm going with Damian Priest for the win and the new North American champion. Uh, By next the way, up, quick fact. You do know that ahead. this is Velveteen Dream's second North American championship ladder match. He was in the inaugural one at, WrestleMania, at TakeOver New Orleans. Very true. That is very true. I forgot about that. Next up. Another championship match. We have the champion Io Shirai versus the challenger Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez in Dakota Kai's corner. Uh, Anthony, who do you think will win, Io Shirai or Dakota Kai? Uh, I mean, Get, if you're if you're kind of unfamiliar with who's who, Io Shirai is the champion. Dakota Kai is the challenger. Yeah. And and, I, Io, I, and Io Shirai has only had held the title since the previous takeover, which was back in June. Yeah. Dakota Kai has been has been um has been kind of getting over recently, right? She's been very yeah, good one, in in her recent. Yeah, one of the top fem, one of the top female heel, heels they got. I, I've noticed. I, I think I would go with him. With yeah. her? Her? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Her. And okay. intergender <laughs> intergender ta- intergender wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Dakota Kai. Um, uh, John, who do you have? I'm gonna go with Dakota Kai too. I mean, Io Shirai is great, but I mean, Dakota Kai's on a run. Ever since she turned heel, she's had ups and downs. But I feel like I feel like this is this is the moment she fin- finally gets over. I mean, even even she's had the she's had the knee injuries too in the past. So I think I think her time to shine is right now. Yeah, I think she's, she's been. I think she's she's been doing a tremendous job. I've been a big fan of of uh, Dakota Kai since she came into NXT. I, I I'm a big fan of Dakota Kai, and I loved her initial moment of the heel turn. Her heel run has been kind of hit or miss. I would love to see her and Tegan Knox have a feud for the title, a very Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa esque feud, but I don't yes. think it's happening just yet. I think it will happen at some point. But I don't think it's going to happen yet. 
because I think Io Shirai is going to retain. I, I also think Io Shirai has been on a roll lately. Next up, we have Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. We were just talking about earlier how much this is probably the match we were looking forward to the most in this entire show. It might be the show, the match I'm looking forward to this whole weekend. So, excuse me. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Who do you have winning, Cole or McAfee? As excited I am about this match because of the whole background of it, I do believe Adam Cole is coming out with the W. Okay. Do you have any other theories as to what could happen, or you just kind of think Cole's just going to win? I mean, I feel like Cole's it's going to go back and forth, and I obviously, I obviously somehow you the rest of undisputed area is going to get involved. Pat McAfee is probably going to have a couple of his guys come in. I just, I just feel like the experience and stuff is gonna, gonna come out is gonna show Adam is gonna let Pat McAfee know that Adam Cole really is the best. Okay, uh, Anthony, who do you have winning and why? Well, you know, obviously, uh, Pat McAfee is not a wrestler. Adam Cole has been doing this for years. Obviously, the the logical answer would be Adam Cole, but in my opinion, it's one of those matches that could go either way depending on if they're you know if they want to continue this this feud with adam cole and pat mcafee they they might you know they might have you know pat mcafee's guys do a run-in you know you know beat up adam cole screw him over pat mcafee gets the win so you can brag about it so they can go from there or, or they might just have adam cole win in the end shut pat mcafee up um it, it, it's one of those matches where you know because because of storyline re- reasons, it could go either way, but I would just have to go with Adam Cole because you know it's the obvious answer. You know, the wrestler is going to beat the non-wrestler. You know. Yeah, I mean that that is what you would think. You think it's going to be Adam Cole? Um, right. I, I it's it's funny how this is one one of the matches I am most unsure of for this show. It's probably the one I'm very much unsure of. <laughs> because logically you think, well, why would why would the celebrity come in and beat the wrestler, even though it's happened before with, with Mayweather right. and Big Show? Um, right. But just because it would probably hurt my soul if Pat McAfee won. So, something huge has to happen if McAfee wins. I, I was watching, um, I think, WrestleTalk's predictions with Adam Blompied and Lori Blake, and Adam Blompied is like, He's hell bent on this on this theory that Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the one to turn heel in this whole thing and betray Adam Cole and have O'Reilly go on a big heel run, or possibly the UE just kicks Adam Cole out of the Undisputed Era with O'Reilly as the new leader, very Bullet Club esque, or and that maybe wow. sends Adam yeah. and that, and that like maybe that sends Adam Cole to to the main roster. I don't know, but as well, much Adam Cole has been with. Um... With the unexpected air for quite a few be- years now, hasn't since the he, beginning. Since the beginning, it's been him, Fish, and O'Reilly, um, and then Strong joined joined for Takeover New Orleans. But I have to go with my heart like here. I, I have to go with my heart. I, I have to go with Adam Cole because I I don't know what's going to happen to Pat. Something huge has to happen if Pat McAfee wins. It has to because otherwise, yeah. I I, I don't know. I question watching NXT or not. Anyway, I, I'm going with Adam Cole. And finally, the main event of the show for the NXT championship we have the champion keith lee versus the challenger carrion cross john who walks away as the nxt champion and why keith lee i mean keith lee is just 
the stuff Keith Lee can do as the big man in NXT hasn't been seen by any other big man. The dude's 300 pounds, and he's doing stuff that no 300-pounder should do. And the fact that he just he just ended Adam Cole's 300-plus-day reign as NXT champion, I feel like Keith Lee is just going on a run. And I okay. think Karrion Cross just just got there, so they're not they're not going to put the title on him just yet. Okay, Anthony, what about you? Oh yeah, yeah definitely Keith Lee. You know, it, what do, you, do you have reasons? Do you kind of similar right. reasons for John he as won far the title as not not too long ago, didn't he? Okay, Keith Lee. I mean, you know, it's pretty obvious that they're not going to take the belt off him right now. You know, he's their, their top guy. I think I, I think he's the most talented guy in WWE right now because of. You know, like what John said, he's he's so big and he does things that big guys don't do. But I mean, am I the only one that doesn't that kind of kind of concern some people when they see someone as big as Keith Lee doing doing you know doing these things that like he does? You know, because they, they, there's a reason why why big guys don't don't do don't wrestle that way because it, isn't it kind of dangerous to their health and. I don't know about no. dangerous. I mean, you didn't see Andre the Giant doing shit like that. Be, be just Andre the Giant was just a freak of nature. I, I think, uh, Keith, don't get me wrong, Keith Lee is one of my favorite wrestlers currently. Uh, I've always felt like when he came into NXT, they didn't necessarily use him properly, but then he got into those matches with, with Dijakovic, and they were killing it on, on NXT TV before they got to the USA Network. Um, I love Keith Lee. I think he's having the run of his career. Uh, I love the work he's been doing. Unfortunately, I think Karrion Cross is winning because you have to remember. You, ha- you have to remember this: the first feud they put Karrion Cross in, they gave him Tommaso Ciampa. They didn't have him come in and and beat some lower mid card guys. They went after arguably the greatest NXT champion of all time. You can argue him or Adam Cole. But one of the greatest NXT champions of all time in Tommaso Ciampa and a takeover in your house. He made waste of Ciampa in six and a half minutes. They Ciampa Ciampa was a sacrificial lamb to Karrion Cross to make him a big deal. A credible, a credible opponent for Keith Lee. Because who, who else are you going to put against Keith Lee that's going to be a credible opponent in NXT right now? You could put Finn Balor in that position if he was booked a little better. You you could you yeah, could, but he wasn't booked a little. You better. could you you could have you could put Adam Cole in a rematch. You could easily put Adam Cole in a rematch, but they didn't want to do that. I was busy with, with Pat. With Pat, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, no well. One. Prior to that, after he lost the title, he didn't just get into that whole thing with Pat McAfee right away. The point I'm trying to make here is is that they are all in on Karrion Cross. There was even a teaser before the Great American Bash when Lee won both the North American and NXT Championships on that episode of NXT. Scarlett Bordeaux, or just Scarlett, went to Adam Cole when he was in the middle of the ring after he had just won his match. And she brought the hourglass to Adam Cole. There were theories that Keith, that that Karrion Cross was going to be Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Right. I think Karrion Cross is the next big thing in NXT, in WWE. I think he is going to walk away the NXT Champion this Saturday, and 
what is they can have Keith Lee and him feud for a little while, uh, or Keith Lee can go to the main roster. But I think you can get at least one more takeover match out of these guys, regardless of whoever the winner is. But I think, and, and don't get, and honestly, it's a match neither guy can afford to lose. There has to be, it has no. to be a crazy match. There has to be some ridiculously insane spot for this to work. But I think both guys will will come out fine regardless of the winner. But I think it's going to be carrying Cross, the new NXT champion. And moving on to SummerSlam to wrap up the rest of this podcast. Uh, going to talk a little bit about the Thunderdome now the new home for the WWE. They are no longer in the Performance Center starting uh, on Friday Night SmackDown this week. We will be seeing the Thunderdome for the first time. Um, Apparently, there will be a lot of LED boards and fans can come in via Zoom or whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, We've seen some pictures online of what it could possibly look like. Um, (laughs) What are your guys' thoughts on this whole Thunderdome concept? Anthony, I'll start with you. All right, so I, I just saw the picture that John sent me on Instagram. And <laughs> is that really how it's going to look? I'm sure it'll look a lot better once once the it's finalized. But... Because the, the, the pictures that I saw looked fucking creepy. Like, it, like John sent me a picture of... It's just, it's just like... It looks like a mostly like a regular state... Um, like, like a regular... Uh, like a regular arena. Except where all the seats are, there's just like... Like, like small screens, like monitors with people's faces. Yeah, people's faces are gonna be. Yeah, I I was thinking like I was like, goddamn, if somebody from like 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 from the past, like like 2019, just like came to the future and and saw this shit, they would be like, what the fuck is going on in 2020? You know, like why is this arena filled with computer screens? Where all the people? This is the least of your worries. (laughs) Time traveler. I mean. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, it looks fucking creepy. Like, it, it, I mean, like, if, if they're gonna make it look like that, like, I, I don't know. It, it looks cool, but like, it's just, it's just like too many. In my opinion, it looks like it's just like they're just like too many monitors. They're gonna really gonna fill up the whole arena with monitors and, and screens. Love to wait I mean, and see. <laughs> John, what do you think about this? I don't know. If they do, if they do it kind of like the NBA, it should work good. I mean, right now it's a big, it's a big arena. They're doing it at the Amway Center in in my in Orlando. But it's a big arena. They got a lot of a lot of LED boards on the on there for the fans. It just, it looks it looks weird, but I mean the the stage, the ramp looks like a normal looks like a normal Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I mean, I've seen some pictures here and there, and some and a little uh, video here and there. Uh, I think the concept is a is a nice concept because a lot of fans have been turned off by watching wrestling because it's been in the Performance Center. And uh, granted, it's it's not necessarily something that we want to see. I mean, even when Raw and SmackDown and Mania and Money in the Bank, they had no fans in attendance. And before, even before they put the planted fans, I was just like, this is really hard to watch. This is really, really hard to watch. Um, but I think this concept is a good idea. Uh, Vince is under the impression that he thinks that this will bring Laps fans back. I don't think it'll be bring all the fans back i mean think the thing that's the thing that's going to bring fans back is like you know compelling storylines on a week-to-week basis you know i don't think that the the thunderdome is gonna solve all your problems there you know <laughs> yeah 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 
Uh, Forget but, about storylines. Just, just, I have a great idea. We'll call it the Thunderdome. Call we'll the bring thund- all the fans back. Gonna call it we Thunderdome. We don't need good wrestling. Who needs wrestling? Who needs it's wrestling when you have sports entertainment? Yeah. Who cares? It's, it's that famous Vince McMahon. It's that famous Vince McMahon line. This is great shit. This is such yeah, good yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> um, I guess oh, getting into that, we'll talk about SummerSlam coming up this Sunday. Um. With the recent th- build happening uh, for this Sunday's pay-per-view, uh, what match are you guys looking forward to the most? Uh, John, I'll start with you. For SummerSlam? Yes. Uh, probably McIntyre and Orton. Okay. That's got to be up there. The way Orton has been over the past few weeks, that that. That late 2000s heel that he was, he's brought that back and just embraced it more now. And I think, I think that's just going to go over. I just think that match is just going to go over well. I mean, McIntyre is going on a great run since WrestleMania and taking down Brock Lesnar. Anthony, so, what about you? What, what what match are you looking forward to for SummerSlam this Sunday? Uh, I guess McIntyre and Norton because they they're you know, I, I have a feeling that they can put up a really great match. And it's one of those matches where it, it, the reason I'm looking forward to it is because it is one of those matches where you don't you don't really know who, who's who's gonna win. You know, I think or I really think Orton could have another title shot. Um, Save your prediction. Time, what time was um what was the last time Orton was champion? Two thousand four two thousand seventeen when he beat Bray. Oh yeah, right. That was so forgettable, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, he. Yeah, AJ, I forgot. AJ, I completely AJ, forgot about that. AJ that Styles story. dropped the title in Elimination Chamber, and Bray Wyatt wins yeah. to become a tradition to to become a transitional champion to Randy Orton then, to become a transitional champion to Jinder Mahal. That yeah. is definitely another podcast know. for another day. So let's not get still yeah. make, let's, let's not let's get still into that. Chills. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah, but okay, so. I would. I, I think Orton, Orton does deserve one more run as champion. I, I think you know he, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. He's coming towards the end of his career, and I, I think they could put the belt on him because Orton is one of those guys where you never know. He, he you know if the guy's on a you sitting in the past, the guy could be on a hot streak. It could be the top guy in the company. Orton it, it, Orton is that guy who who can shock everyone and win the title. He he did it back in WrestleMania 24. He done it with with John Cena. You know multi, multiple times I could think. Orton is that one guy who. You never know if he's gonna win, you know. But another or- thing that the odd people are forgetting about is, I think that this, I think this may be uh, the time that Brock Lesnar runs in, makes a return. What do you guys think? Because it's been a while since we've heard from Brock. Or I don't think. I will say this about Brock is that Brock has a much better chance of appearing rather than Roman Reigns. Uh, I did hear yeah. some rumors about that, but I I don't think so. I don't think Brock's coming back. About Roman uh, Reigns. Uh, well, r- r- rumors about Roman Reigns and rumors about Brock Lesnar potentially returning, but I think, uh, I think Brock. But Brock has got to come back sometime because he, he he never you know he's he's gonna go after Drew eventually. He's he never lost. The yeah, and, and that that you was know? the original plan for SummerSlam. The original plan was supposed to be Drew versus Brock for SummerSlam, and also Edge versus Orton uh, for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But Brock doesn't want to work during the pandemic, and Edge got At hurt. All? Well, he well he was pissed that WrestleMania was still going on, and he was livid. He's like, "Why are we still doing the show when there's a pandemic going on?" He's and he stormed to Vince and he shouted and yelled at him. Apparently, he he defended all the he was 
defending the wrestlers was like, you're putting everybody's life in danger right now. Holy shit, and, I didn't know this. And he's, yeah, I can't remember who reported this, but apparently he said he wanted his match to, with Drew to be one of the first, if not the first, and to be as quick as possible. So that's why it was only like five oh. and a half minutes. That's yeah. why it was. That's why it was done like really, really quick. Anyway, so wait—is it like is it like a WrestleMania tradition for fucking Brock and Vince to just argue backstage? Yeah, yeah I, I guess. <laughs> I guess, pandemic or not. Um, yeah, that's what they do every every year. I I uh, uh, I would have to say Orton and McIntyre. Uh, I'm probably looking forward to the most. Uh, same similar reasons for you, Anthony. That I really don't know who's gonna win. I am not sure. It could be Orton. It could be McIntyre. It's it's just very up in the air, and that's something I love about wrestling is that when you when you're faced with a lot of unknown and uncertainty, that's when it's really really exciting. And for me, yeah. for my money, Randy Orton has been the best heel not only in the WWE, but I think he's been the best heel in in this entire in the entire wrestling world right now in 2020. Sorry, MJF, but Randy Orton's a better heel right now, uh, and that's a bold statement because yeah. MJF at one point was I thought was the best heel of, of of the year, but it's Randy Orton. He's still so damn good, and R- Randy Orton proves when he is interested in something and when he wants to go, he can go. So that's oh, yeah. the ma- that's the match I'm looking forward to the most for this Sunday. Getting into that, let's get into our SummerSlam predictions. Kind of wrapping up the show here. Uh, just got to pull up the SummerSlam card real quickly. And the tagline is "You'll never see it coming," meaning there's going to be some shit or some shenanigans that's going to happen. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna start things off here with. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins defending the Raw Tag Team titles against Angel Garza and Andrade. Uh, John, who do you have winning this match and why? I'm going with Andrade and Angel Garza. I feel like Zelina Vega is obviously going to put her input into it somehow, and that's going to force Bianca Belair to come out. And I think Bianca Belair is going to distract the Street Profits by getting involved with Zelina Vega costing them the match. Anthony, what about you? I'm sorry, you said that the, the John, you said that the Street Profits are going to win, you said? He no, said, no, no, they're going to drop said, the titles. Oh, he, oh, thinks, yeah. he thinks Garza and Angel Gar- and uh, Andrade are going to win. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to win. I think they should win. They, they deserve to be champions. They're obviously much better all-around performers, in my opinion, than the Street Profits. Street Profits have had their turn with the titles. You know, I'm not, a, you know, Honestly, I'm not a big fan of them. You know, really? They, nah, they, especially Montez Ford. Like he, the way he he gets a little too goofy in the ring. I sometimes I feel don't like he's you diss Montez Ford, and, dude. Montez, listen, diss Angelo Dawkins nope. all you want because he is clearly the weaker link. Montez Ford is money. He is a future WWE yeah? champion. He is. He, Dude, he ah. is so good. He's so good. I I, yeah, I recommend right. watching their stuff in NXT. Watch the ladder match they had with Era and Forgotten Sons, and I can't remember the other team that was in that match. But Takeover Twenty Five, it was such a great match. Um, I'm gonna be going with Angel Garza and and Andrade also to win the tag titles. I think uh, the Street Profits. It's not necessarily their fault for a lot of the 
meh booking they've been having. Like I, I, I wasn't interested in their in their feud, if you want to call it that, with the Viking Raiders. I think it made the Viking Raiders and them look really stupid. You know, they're teaming up yeah, and they're it, fighting. It, it, I really didn't didn't like that at all. I, I but it, I, I, I think Andrade and Garza are they're really really great as a tag team, and I think they can hold on to the belts for a little while, and eventually you can get them to feud because those two together. As, uh, as opponents would be amazing. I mean, Vince uh, sees a he's a big fan of Angel Garza and sees a lot of Eddie Guerrero within him, which is something yeah, I said too. when I, I which is something I said to myself when I first started watching Angel Garza and I saw some of his matches on NXT. I'm like, this guy is has so much of Eddie in him and he's going to be a huge, huge star. Moving on to the next match, we have uh, Apollo Cruz, the United States Champion versus. MVP for the title and Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin of the Hurt Business uh, alongside MVP they will not be at ringside they are banned from ringside so John who do you think walks away as the champion and why Um, I'm not too sure about this one I feel like it's going to be Apollo Crews but it could be MVP but I'm still going with Apollo Crews just because he's he's the only like decent champion that uh or the you know, these they put on a decent match i just think apollo cruz can come out with it okay anthony what about you you know um i think apollo cruz is going to come out with the w i want mvp to to win because you know i i was always a fan of his i, I think that besides adam cole mvp and and and, his, and like his little crew, they've been carrying the. I saw somebody else said this on Instagram. They've been carrying the, the pandemic era of WWE. Like, the, he, he's they've really good. Phenomenal. I think, you know, I, I, I like what I, I like the, the new faction that they got going on. You know, I think it was a pretty smart move to put those three guys together. Um, I, I like the new belt that NBA, you know, everything with that storyline with Apollo Crews, I, I really like. And, but, uh, I think Apollo, they're gonna have Apollo Crews go over, you know. I agree that I think Cruz is going to retain the title. Um, I, I've said on here that I'm a huge fan of the Hurt Business, and I love how the first night they use Raw Underground, they really use Raw Underground to try and establish them, and now Raw Underground's all over the place. But regardless, they they really helped solidify the Hurt Business as a dominant faction, and I do think Cruz will drop the title to someone in the Hurt Business, just not MVP. I think they'll probably set up a match between Bobby Lashley and MV and, and uh, sorry, Bobby Lashley and Apollo Cruz relatively soon because I think MVP is better suited as occasional wrestler and more of the mouthpiece for the Hurt Business because his his character stuff that's been going on with Bobby Lashley has been some of the best stuff that goes on on Raw. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have a hair versus hair match. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Anthony, who do you think is going to win and why? Uh, Mandy Rose already got haircut, right? Yes, she did. Oh, she, yeah. So, I mean, just because of that, I, I think that um, Mandy's going to win because, I, I, you know, it makes sense to get the revenge. or Because, honestly, between those two, I, I don't know. Like, nobody really knows who's more over or, or like, you know, Who's who's stronger? Who you know? What I mean, they're like. I, I, it's hard to say that. That's the only reason why I think they would win. You know. Okay, John. What about you? Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville? Uh, I feel like Mandy's gonna come back with it because come 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 out with the W because Sonya has. I mean, it's a great storyline between both of them. Uh, or a decent storyline between both of them. But the, but the fact that Sonya already cut Mandy's hair backstage, 
and she re- and then Mandy returned two weeks after that, I think Mandy's going to come away with it. That is true. And then there's also the fact that just about every single baby face in a hair versus hair match always loses. Or if a hair is on the line, really? if their hair is on, <laughs> just about, if you look up in WWE's history, just about every hair versus hair or mask versus hair, the person with the hair always loses. Uh, I mean, who's the heel <laughs> always loses. Anyway, I also have Andy Rose. I, I also think Sonya Deville would just look badass with a, with uh, being bald with short hair. Uh, Sonya Deville has been like one of the very few highlights for me on SmackDown, and I think she can be uh, the, the the champion over there. She can carry she the women's division. Be. She is great. I love I, Sonya Deville, and me I, too. I, 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 I I think that she 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 could um she could run a good program with um a lot of the women. You know, I think she deserves a little bit more of a spotlight. I think she's getting a great spotlight. I think eventually down the line she'll probably be a contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Anyway, uh, next match we have Dominic Mysterio with Rey Mysterio in his corner versus Seth Rollins with Buddy Murphy in his or sorry Murphy in his corner. Uh, the stipulation for this it's a street fight, but apparently it's Dominic is the only one who can use weapons. Seth Rollins gave him that stipulation when they signed the contract for the match where Seth Rollins says, I'll allow you to only use weapons to give you the advantage you so desperately need. Um, Anthony, who do you think is going to win Seth Rollins or Dominic Mysterio? You know, I, I don't know how, I don't know how I could have forgot about this match. But this is actually the match that I I'm looking forward to the most. And number okay. one, because like I, I I think I I've never have you have you guys ever seen a match like this where it's basically anything goes, but for only one person. You know yeah, I mean? Dolph Ziggler what? just had the Extreme Rules match with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. I haven't been following. What I. I would but, say as was first, my first time seeing a match like this. You know. I would I would say as far as the baby face getting that advantage, I can't recall. But the heel, it's happened yeah. a bunch of times. Oh, really? Oh, well, it's the first time I've heard of it, actually. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's the first time I've can remember seeing a match like this. And you know, it's you know, it's, you know, it's gonna be a wild fight. You know, it's gonna be fucking wild. You, you already saw what happened on Raw. And if that was just on Raw, you know, who knows what they're gonna do on the, on on the show. You know, it is Dominic. Is this his first? It's his first, first match. First in, official yep. match, right? First official match in WWE, I believe. I don't know if he's yeah. had matches on the Indies, but I know he's tr- been yeah. training for a few years. Um, well, you know, it, I, I, yeah, that's another thing. Like, like you said, nobody knows much. Nobody knows much about this kid. What he's been doing. I'm really interested in seeing what this kid can do. You know, it's Rey Mysterio's son, and I, I want to see what, what what Mysterio's taught him. I want to see what Mysterio's gonna do, cause you know they still got bad blood because between you know he's gonna get involved, and you know um, every a lot of every and probably Seth Rollins guys might somehow get involved. Um, you know, plus Seth Rollins or or is it, I Seth Rollins has to be you know definitely in everyone's top five as far as like the best wrestlers out today, like current wrestlers. You know, he he. He's a lot like Orton. When you when, when when if you tell him to go, Seth Rollins can go. You know. Yeah, and, he's 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 for sure I, one of the best. Yeah, he's you know it, it's 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 you got it, it's a, a lot going on that match. You know, um, 
it's a different kind of match. It's it's a first time ever kind of match for for you know for for Dominic. You know that that it, but that alone is what makes this so interesting because nowadays, especially with the internet, when a new guy comes in, everybody oh I've seen this guy's work in uh, New Japan. I've seen him work in Mexico. Dominic, nobody barely knows anything of what he knows. You know, so this is this is um going to be a a pretty interesting fight to say the least. So Dominic Mysterio. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, shit, who's going to win? That can go either way. I, I think Seth is going to win. They're going to have... I think they're going to put Seth over so Seth can come out on Raw and can, you know, continue to cut promos and gloat and talk shit about he, how he's the the savior. You know, look what I did to Dominic, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't see, like, if Dominic wins, what, what, what can... You know what can he really? Because you know Dominic most likely is not going to get a clean win. What what what, what could Dominic really? I don't can go from. There? Where do you go after beating Seth Rollins in your first match? You know what I mean? A lot. I mean, you beat Seth fucking Rollins for one. Yeah, but uh, where do you go yeah. from there? Like, it's there's like, only it's, up from there. It's, it's like there's the same only thing up. That, nah, it's you're going down. What? Well, what? It's like it's the same thing. That How do you go down Kevin from Owens. beating Seth Rollins? Kevin Owens, like it's like it's like it happened with a lot of people in that 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 came up from NXT. Like I've seen it happen over and over. Kevin Owens first night debut match WWE beat John Cena. What happened to him after that? He won the he Universal. Great... He won the Universal Championship. He won the United States Championship a bunch of times. He was in. Daniel still had Bryan's a great first... run as NXT champion. Nah, I like he after like when he first first came in. Kevin Owens, and when they had him beat John Cena clean, he and then he won he, the IC title after what? that. He what? He won the IC won title the IC right after title. that. Yeah, but like barely anybody remembers that. After you beat John Cena, you go down down to the IC title, to a mid card title. He 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 went down, bro. He, he, he beat didn't go John. After that. He beat. He was John NXT Cena. championship his first night. He debuted he, with the NXT championship. He, came out, beat John Cena, put down the US title, and stepped on it. Yeah, he, he made he a was, name for he, himself by coming into like, NXT and and pretty much turning his back on his best friend. The night his best friend won this won his first NXT championship. But the thing, yeah, he he, he was okay. a monster when he first came in. Now okay. he's a fucking joke. Okay, he's okay, okay, okay. Like, I got I got to intervene. I got to intervene. Please, we got to try and stick with the predictions. You, yeah. Anthony, you're going with Seth Rollins. John, who are you yeah, going with? Yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm going Dominic. I'm taking Dominic. I mean, his first match is at SummerSlam. If you think about it, what was it? Seventeen years ago, it was Eddie versus Ray with, with custody of Dominic on a pole match. I think it's fifteen so it's, years it's ago kind of, exactly. It's kind, it's kind of ironic, and I think it's ironic that he was in a storyline that started at or that ended at SummerSlam between two greats and his dad. His first match is now at SummerSlam against the guy who took out his dad. I think Ray is going to have some part of that. I just think I think Dominic's going to come out, and like saying, there's only up from here. You beat. You beat him. You beat Rey Mysterio. Who knows what Dominic does in that match, how he looks, learning from his dad. So Dominic Dominic has a bright future in WWE if he wins. I think so. I, I'm agree with you that I think Dominic is probably going to win. I've thought of things of Seth Rollins possibly winning, but it's just like I, 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 there could be very much shenanigans. You know, Murphy could easily get involved and Seth could get a sneaky win, but I'm going to go with Dominic. Um because I think because we also have the payback pay-per-view apparently happening the following week, I think we're going to have a tag match with, with Ray and Dominic versus Murphy <clears throat> and Seth Rollins. Uh, moving on to right. the next match in the show. Uh, this is kind of a uh, kind of a 
kind of a uh, double prediction in a way. We have Asuka in two championship matches in SummerSlam. So we'll do these back-to-back. First, we're going to do Sasha Banks defending the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Uh, John, who do you have winning and why? Which one was this first? You said Asuka and Bailey. Asuka and Sasha. Or Banks. Yes, Banks. I two think Asuka beats Sasha. I think Sasha Asuka beats Sasha because Sasha's too up in her head worrying about Bailey. So Asuka's going to get distracted with all that and Asuka's going to come out with it. Okay, Anthony, what about you? Do you have Sasha Banks or Asuka? Uh, damn. I think... Mm. I think Asuka... Because WWE never... I don't know. They, they never gave... Didn't they give Sasha like three very short-term ch- uh, championship runs? She's never successfully defended uh, yeah. the championship. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's. I, I think that Sasha should win. But I think they're just going to give it to Asuka because of what they've done in the past. They've done it three times already. You know, I, I don't know. They obviously don't believe in... They don't, they don't look like they believe much in Sasha Banks. I wouldn't say they don't believe in Sasha. I, I would say for this reason, I do think Asuka's going to win. But I think that... And some, some asshole has his alarm going off and now he just shut no, it's still going off. Great. Anyway, so I think I think Sasha's going to lose. I think Oscar will regain the Raw Women's Championship, and I think it will further build the feud between her and Bailey, uh, which will go to the next match: Bailey versus Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Anthony, who do you have? Sasha. I'm sorry, Bailey or Oscar? I'm gonna go with Bailey. Okay. Just because I I don't think that they're gonna put both belts on Oscar. I don't see that happening you know, either. Which nah. I just kind of gave my prediction. Anyway, uh, John? I, I see Asuka coming out as double champ. <laughs> wow. I think it's time for Bailey. I mean, <laughs> as good as good as Bailey is and as good as like the whole storyline between Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka and then where is, I think it's about time Bailey's, Bailey's reign comes to an end. Yeah, I think Asuka takes it. They just had a, a double champion um, with uh, Becky Lynch, right? Like a year ago, yeah. was it? Yeah, WrestleMania yeah, last year. I I will have to say that I disagree, but I with you, but I agree with Anthony. I think Bailey's going to retain. I think this will, this will be the the start, the real start of the the feud where the, the eventual feud between Sasha and Bailey. I think it'll start with Sasha losing the Raw Women's Championships, and I think they're probably going to defend these the. the tag team titles very soon and lose those to whether it be like the Iconics or somebody and maybe the new Riot Squad who knows but I think they will drop the tag titles eventually and then this will really have the the real rift between Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, and Bailey still needs to be the heel in this rivalry because she's doing the work of her main roster career uh, next up we have Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, for the Universal Championship. John, who do you have for this match and why? Uh, I don't know. This is this is a weird storyline for me between them, but I think Braun Strowman comes out with it. I think they keep the belt on Braun Strowman. Do you have any reasons why you think Strowman's going to retain the title? No. No, really no. <laughs> I just feel okay. like that's just the way they're going to go. They're just going to keep the belt on Braun and not put it back on Bray. 
I, I was they figuring feel like they can they brought carry him better than Brighton, I guess. I, I've been hearing theories about, you know, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman just they were it was a ruse and they were working together the whole time and Bliss turns heel and it's like a power couple between Braun and Bliss. I've heard theories about that. Because um, that's what I thought where you're going but potentially. You just th- but you just think Braun's going to win for the sake of Braun winning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anthony, what about you? Do you have The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, or do you have Braun Strowman? Wait, uh, uh, wasn't there recently a, a double turn between those two? I don't think it's necessarily a double turn. Uh, Braun is definitely more on the heel side, but but the fiend is still the fiend. So this is going to be a heel versus heel match. I would snip, I would more or less say heel versus eh, not really tweener. I mean the the fiend is the fiend. The fiend's cool. Everybody loves the fiend. Tweener. Who's the tweener? The fiend. Yes, the the fiend is definitely yeah. more in the tweener role. Braun is is I think is more mm. of a heel now. Yeah, because um. He, well, he turned it on, 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 on. I wouldn't Alexa say. Bliss. I wouldn't say he turned it on Alexa Bliss, but he just, but he just said like you know I don't give a damn about her. Yeah. Well, th- doesn't this have to do with um with, with this whole Bray Wyatt um uh the fiend like storyline how he beats people and he brings them back to their old selves. Like, he I, I guess, he changes people. He he changes yeah. their character. He changes who they are. Right. Right. So now that Braun is heel, um. But he's gonna be a heel, I, I guess. So first of all, how many matches did they have? They had two previous matches, right? And they're one and one. Uh, Strowman beat Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Cult leader Bray Wyatt. Uh, well, I mean, technically, he beat Bray Wyatt. He, he beat Braun te- Strowman, didn't he? Technically, yes, but really, it was kind of the fiend. Cause the fiend showed up at last minute because Braun thought he won. So technically, oh. yes. I don't know. That's very up in the air. You could argue that so, so, Colt leader so Bray Wyatt like, lost, but right. So the, and it was kind of confusing. So so that that whole Braun Strowman getting thrown in the river, and I guess that that he he I guess he be, in 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 their weird way he became baptized to become the old heel Braun Strowman. Is that how it, is that what's going on? I don't I know don't... if it's necessarily that <laughs> that that could play into the theory, but yeah. It, but it is definitely like the fiend changes people, and when when you feud with them, uh, I either... think it could be. You know, I'm gonna go with the fiend. You know, I, I'm you know I want to see him as champion. I, I really don't think that his run should have ended with, with the way it did. With Raleigh, uh, who ended it? Uh, Goldberg. Shit. Oh my god. Goldberg. Oh yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, it shouldn't have ended with Goldberg. Um, you see, when you forget, when you go, who, who did this? Who was that? That's when you know that that was a trash. That's no, it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it was bad. Um, okay. Well, I, yeah, it shouldn't have ended that way. I think he should have had a better run. I think he should. He, he It makes sense. He should be able to beat Braun Strowman, you know, if he's the actual, the same, if, if the Fiend is really that indestructible character, he should be able to beat Braun Strowman. I, he, he, you know. I agree that I think the Fiend is going to win. Um, yeah, do, do I do I think the Fiend should be in the Universal Championship picture in the first place? No, I don't think he ever should have been in there because he doesn't really need to be in there. Because what's his reasoning for wanting the title? It's it's the character doesn't need the title necessarily. And no, he never should have lost it to Goldberg. Um, well, he, but you know what? Why I why I heard he he had the title. He um he has a title and he use supposedly he uses it like as a toy. To get other wrestlers to come play with him, I haven't. 
I haven't yeah, really you, heard. You get the, 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 his character, whatever. I, I mean, it makes the sense. Theory. Yeah. I, it kind of makes sense, but but I have, I have the Fiend winning. I think the Fiend needs to win this match, but I do have a theory. I do think... I do see some sort of alliance happening between the Fiend, Braun Strowman, and Alexa Bliss. I do think that... I think the Fiend or Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, whatever, they'll be able to control the monster and bring out the best in Braun Strowman and have him align himself with the Fiend in a way. Maybe not as necessarily a faction, but at the very least have him there as like, and Bray's like, you know, I have the Fiend and I have the monster among men. That that would be great. So and and Alexa Bliss maybe potentially being some type of sister Abigail s character maybe I don't know that would be really cool I think she, and I think Bliss des not desperately but she definitely needs a change in her character definitely turn her heel but go in a darker route don't necessarily go back to the the twisted like the Alexa Bliss heel that we that we know and love so much but a different heel uh, Alexa Bliss uh, right. finally the main event of the show. For the WWE Championship, Randy Orton, the challenger, versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. I already said that. Anyway, John, who's walking out as a champion and why? As much as I would want to say Randy Orton, I'm going Drew McIntyre. This this is going to be a hard-fought match, but I feel like McIntyre's run is just too too good right now, and this might be the best match of his run. So I'm going with Drew McIntyre. Anthony, Orton or McIntyre? Yeah, I, I, I agree. McIntyre, you know, I, I like I, I know I said earlier, Orton is one of those guys that you, know, you never know he when he, he could be the top guy. But I, I don't, I don't see WWE taking the belt off McIntyre just yet. You know, I, I think he's he's still he's on a still going on a run, and uh, you know he's doing great. Yeah, I don't see a reason for him to take it off right now. But I'm gonna go with McIntyre. For anyone who listens to this, for the few people that you are, I've been saying for the entirety of this podcast for like past two, almost three years now, I love Drew McIntyre so much. He is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I felt like when he came back, he shouldn't have been Dolph's lackey. I'm like, he deserves so much more. He could be a top baby face or a top heel and I was hoping more for top heel because I just didn't think they'd give him the opportunity to be the top babyface. But, you know, when he won the Royal Rumble, I, I, I've said it before, I don't know what I marked out more for. The fact that he won the Rumble and he eliminated Lesnar or the fact that Edge came back from retirement after almost nine years, it was nuts. And despite the pandemic, I mean, I think Drew has been doing a tremendous go- job for what he's been given. I think he is everything you would want from a a top guy you know he's charismatic he's great in the ring you put him in the ring with anybody and he will have a fantastic match and it is such a damn shame that his time on the top is happening right now in the worst pandemic this world has ever seen in over a century and as much as i am building him up right now and how much i love drew mcintyre it pains me to say that i think randy orton is walking out as the wwe champion for a few reasons. For one, we mentioned earlier, Randy Orton is on his 
A game right now. He is the best heel in WWE. He is the best heel in all of pro wrestling right now. And he's just doing some of the best work of his career. He has not been this good in such a very long time. And I also think they are super desperate to bring the ratings back up. And Randy Orton is the only guy they have as far as a mainstream star like a John Cena, uh, a, a Rock, you know, Steve Austin, a Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. He is the last guy you have from that era, from that mainstream appeal. He's the last one, and ratings have been so bad, and I think they're just going to put the title on him. The only way I'm going to be okay with this is if they decide, which the plan apparently was, Orton versus Drew, Orton takes it off of Drew McIntyre, lead to a rematch against Mania or, or the Royal Rumble with Edge, but Drew wins the title again down the line in front of fans like he deserved to earlier this year. So I have Randy Orton as much as it pains me to say it. Oh, God. Part of me wishes I, I'm going to be wrong on Sunday. But anyway, let's wrap it up here. That'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. John Anthony, thank you guys so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad I got able to get both of you guys on here tonight. Um, if uh, you guys are looking for where we can find us on Twitter, TNAWP, the Nine of the Wrestling Podcast, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Anchor.fm, just about anywhere you can find us. Manscaped, if you're listening, please sponsor us. We could really use a lot of help. Uh, NXT TakeOver this this Saturday, SummerSlam this Sunday. Um, guys, which do you... Th- Closing our uh, closing part. What do you think is going to be better show? SummerSlam or Takeover? I think SummerSlam is going to take it this time. Usually, Takeover is the better of the two, but I feel like Summer SummerSlam is going to take it this time. I mean, Anthony? don't get me wrong. NXT 30 is going to be great, but Anthony, what about you? SummerSlam yeah, or Takeover? I, I agree. SummerSlam. I mean, the, the the this card this year is, is is tremendous. You know, it's better better than WrestleMania. Um, I feel like some most years SummerSlam. The SummerSlam match card is better than the WrestleMania match card, you know. But possibly, you know, this I, year especially. I I think SummerSlam might be takeover by the hair. Anyway, yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. I've been CJ Palmasano for my friends Anthony and John. We'll see you next time.